Hey, welcome back to the How to Podcast series. Dave here. Happy to have you back. I had a chance to talk to Laura Bennett on Clubhouse. If you don't know what Clubhouse is, it's a social media app. And you can jump into rooms and have conversations with great people like Laura. And we had a conversation around podcasting, hosting sites, uh, keeping organized, time management, and all of the great stuff around the seven podcasts that are currently in production for truemediasolutions.ca. Yeah, and even the day we recorded this was the day that we launched the Daily Santa podcast, dailysantapodcast.com. And uh, it's a new podcast we have leading up into the end of the year. And I got to share that with with Laura. We had a great conversation wanted to share with you. And hopefully this inspires you, especially if you have more than one podcast or if you're thinking about it, how is this even possible? So here's a conversation we had. And I know it's uh, taken from an audio app that was recorded with phones and again, not done in a studio setting. So I hope you can give me the grace to share this with you with the settings that we have. Cleaned it up a little bit, but here we go. Laura and myself talking on Clubhouse about all things podcasting. Here we go. And uh, welcome, Dave. How are you today? I am spectacular, Laura. Nice to be here. I see Jesse as well. Tim, I've worked, I've talked to you as well. Nice to be here with you. Very glad to be here. Yeah, thank you for taking the time today. I know it can be uh, tough, you know, when we all have our uh, schedules. Um, acting kind of crazy and you know we got the holidays coming up for us here in uh united states but i think you already had your thanksgiving yeah we have it back in october so we are a little bit early from you guys but happy thanksgiving to everybody great well thank you you know i was um remember reading about your profile and, and you uh host and produce six podcasts a week that is quite impressive how do you find the time to do that? Can I add one more to that, Laura? Actually, seven now. Wow. Let's let's hear about your podcast. I'm, I'm all ears. Okay, so my newest one, which I just uploading right now as we're talking, it's um, going to be called The Daily Santa Podcast. It's going to start on December 1st, and I'm going to be using a lot of um, technology, so using text-to-speech, um, I have some apps that I've downloaded that make me into an elf. And what I'm doing is creating a podcast. It's kind of like that advent calendar where you have the chocolate siding behind and you open one every day leading up to Christmas and you eat your chocolate. This is kind of a countdown for kids and families to celebrate Christmas coming up and Santa and all that stuff. Um, the idea behind it, though, is to give... There's going to be stuff like news updates from the North Pole. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's hosted by an elf, and his name is Selfie, and he's the social media elf for Santa. But I thought the Selfie was kind of funny. But um, And then there's the voiceover guy. His name is Twinkle. And so we're kind of creating this little world, and the idea is Santa's going to give all of the kids 25 ways over 25 days that they can be great, um, great kids in their home, great in their school, nice things that they can do, practical things to keep them on the nice list leading up to Christmas. And there's going to be, it's all story-based, there's sound effects and music and all kinds of stuff kind of baked into this. So this is just went up like five minutes ago, and I'm going to be doing all the social media I bought, dailysantapodcast.com, so now I own that. 
And um, so this is podcast number seven. Going way back in time, my very first podcast was called the Upcycle Canada Podcast. My wife and I have a business that we started as a side hustle in 2014. And we take things that people don't want and turn them into something new. So we call ourselves Upcycle Canada. And we started that podcast during the pandemic because we were, our storefront was closed, but we wanted to stay in touch with our customers around the world. And so we started that podcast, which led into the Living My Side Hustle podcast, because we started talking about side hustle related topics. My friend here on Clubhouse contacted me and said, Dave, you've got two podcasts. Do you mind starting a third one for authors? And I'm not an author. I'm actually a musician. So I created Living the Next Chapter as a podcast to feature authors. That podcast in nine months, I've had 120 interviews and episodes in nine months, which is crazy. And that podcast I'm just having so much fun with. So I just throw the, throw the spotlight on authors. I then created a podcast around music, which is what I love to do. And it's called the Add to My Playlist podcast. It's on Spotify. And I can play full-length songs within my podcast to my audience. So I have I have musicians come on, and they share their story behind writing the song or whatever. And then we actually play the song like a radio show. Really fun. So that's more of just a fun podcast. Then I created the How to Podcast series because people were asking me questions. And then my sixth podcast is called Dad Space. And it's a podcast for dads by dads to help dads to step up and be better men in their homes, in their relationships, in their community. And it's all encouraging dads. So that's kind of it. That's seven that I've been working on. And I'm doing this all in my spare time. I work full time. And this is kind of my side project. And I love being able to come on and talk, Laura, and spend some time with you and the others in this room because I think podcasting is a great way to reach and build community. And I just love the opportunity. So thanks, Laura. I love speaking with you today. Well, thank you again. Uh, the, the Santa podcast. I think my uh, my daughter would get a real kick out of that. What's that called again? Which one? The Santa one? Yeah, the Santa yeah, one. It's going to be called the Daily Santa Podcast. Available on all platforms like mm-hmm. Spotify. and. Yeah. So I'm just setting it up now. So it's going to be probably 24 hours, maybe a little bit more. Well, Apple, you know, Apple. Um but uh, it's going to be available there. And I'm also going to have a YouTube channel as well. We'll just be uh, static image posts for now, just for time's sake. But there'll be all the episodes. And I'm going to record 25 episodes in a row. And uh, so it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun as well. Kind of like an advent calendar. I, I We will definitely be tuning into that. I, that just sounds like a real labor of love. I'm a Big fan of Christmas and Santa, and I really feel like Santa is kind of like a vibe. You know, it's the Christmas spirit. Santa really embodies more than just a human character jumping down a chimney every year and giving out presents. Yeah, and it, the nice thing is the Internet is full of questions from kids to Santa, Santa's responses back. So I've already got all this material that I can use and leverage that's already out there in the world, which is awesome. And the idea, even if you don't, even if your family doesn't believe in Santa, so I'm thinking, for example, Jewish family, obviously Christmas is not a a big event for them, but there's going to be stories and things within the podcast that help kids to 
to be better kids in their homes and to support their mom and their dad or their family? And how can they contribute, even if they're six, seven, eight years of age? What can what can you do? Because Santa's watching. What can you do to be a better person in life? That's kind of the idea. I really love that. Just that just sounds really sweet, and I love the way it's going to reach out and touch a lot of people. So if we go to your clubhouse profile, is there like a catch-all link where we can go and learn more about your podcasts, um, like a website, and it kind of details about what you're doing from a podcasting perspective? Yeah, so because I have so many podcasts, I've had to create like an umbrella for everything because to deal with, like, so I have I have the websites for all of these podcasts. I have the social media for all of these podcasts. I do all my editing, everything myself. I do the whole thing. So to get one umbrella for everything, I call it truemediasolutions.ca, and .ca is a Canadian website, and I'm in Canada. So I have everything under that, so you have one location to go to, and with the exception of uh, the Daily Santa podcast, which I haven't had a chance yet to do, which I'm doing right now, uh, that'll be on the website as well. But yeah, I build all my websites, I do everything, so... TrueMediaSolutions.ca is the kind of the home base for all of the podcasts, and you can click there and find everything, which is it's fun to do this. Well, that sounds really cool. So, kind of let's start with the the first uh, foray into podcasting. How did you get into it? What what was the thing that really kind of drew you into that world? So, I've been using. Again, I'm a musician. I've been using Audacity, these three software platform for mixing and recording. I would have band rehearsals, and I would record them and send them out to the band so they could hear what we had been working on as a group. So I've been using Audacity actually before there was podcasts. So um, the, the skill level and the things that I know how to do in Audacity naturally transitioned really well into podcasting. So um, I kind of I'm coming approaching podcasting from a musician's point of view and a creative process for doing music. So I was able to take and leverage all of that. So it kind of gave me a little, a bit of a leg up to start. Um, but again, the living, the, 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 the Upcycle Canada podcast, that was again being created out of, um, like we had opened a storefront four weeks after we opened our store, the pandemic here in Canada and around the world closed our store for six months straight. So we were paying a mortgage, like a lease payment on a storefront that we weren't allowed to have open. So I had to go find a night job thinking it would be temporary that I would work for a month or a few weeks until this pandemic goes away, not knowing what we knew at that point. So I took a night job and at, during my night job, I'm just stocking shelves. It's temporary, but I work by myself and I have free Wi-Fi. So I would listen to music, which I love, but after a while it became like candy and you just have Sometimes you have enough candy and you want to move on to something else. I honestly thought podcasting would be annoying to listen to somebody kind of yammer in my ears while I'm trying to concentrate on work. But I fell in love with podcasts and all the podcast creators out there. And it just opened a brand new world for me that I really hadn't put two and two together with. So by, by having, by coming home and telling my wife, I'm going to start a podcast, she looked at me like, what the heck is a podcast? So we started our podcast together. And so I host two of these podcasts with my wife, Jennifer. And it is a great opportunity to 
to do the co-hosting thing, and we get to sit and record ourselves, and we just have so much fun. And it opens the door to to speak to people that we would not normally speak to. One example would be there's a television show in the States that was on the DIY network. I think it's on Magnolia now, and it's called Salvage, uh, Salvage Dogs. And they are Black Dog Salvage in Roanoke, Virginia. I watched all 143 episodes, all 11 seasons, whatever that was. I'm a huge fan of this show, and it's all about repurposing and saving things from the landfill. I took a shot in the dark and sent them a message, and they're like, we know about you guys. Sure, we'd come on your podcast. And I'm like, hey, first of all, you know about us. That made me happy. But I got to sit down with Tay and Mike Whiteside from the television show, and they made a special recording with us. And it's amazing that you can reach out to these people that you think are an arm's length away from you, but they'll make time for you because you have a podcast. It's really fun. Yeah, and Jesse uh, popped a question into the chat. He um, works two full-time jobs, and so I think this is a, a this is a good topic is the time management thing, too. And, and Jesse and I explored this in our last room. But how do you find the time to run your business, be married, have a family? I don't, I don't know your personal situation, yeah. but potentially have all that extracurricular and then do these podcasts while you're doing that. Jesse says he works full, two full-time jobs. So how do you manage your time? to do this. So Jesse, first of all, Jesse, I love your your clubhouse room. I listened to it. I really enjoyed your conversation with Laura. So kudos to you. I I feel like I identify with you so much when you were talking and sharing. I use Buzzsprout, all that stuff. I was really excited to hear your conversation. So that was really, really fun. Um, for me, I have three grown kids. My kids are all older now. They've all moved on and moved out of the house. My wife works full-time Monday to Friday. I work full-time nights still from starting way back at the beginning of the pandemic. So I work Wednesday night through until Monday morning, all night shifts. So I, I've set myself up for a Monday, Tuesday uh, recording schedule. I do most of my interviews on Mondays and Tuesdays and my edits, usually in the mornings when I come home from work. So, and then I listen to my podcast in the evening and do little tweaks and stuff. Um, but yeah, so I'm balancing between the night shift compared to a day shift and I don't have children at home. So I'm in a, a pretty sweet spot as far as time and quietness in the home. So that's kind of how I do that and how I approach that. Great. And, uh, it, it sounds like you kind of just truncate, truncate it into two days where you do the listening, the interviews, the editing, and then you're done for the rest of the week. Yeah, I'm actually in a very weird position with one of my podcasts with Living the Next Chapter because I have a ceiling. I have a, a limit to how much I can load monthly on my host. And I've far gone past my limit. So on, on my audio apps, I'm at like episode 101. Um, but I have 120 episodes done and recorded. So when I have a guest come on, they're like, that was fun. When can I have a copy? When will this be out? And I'm like, how is February or March? Because that's how I have this limit. I can't go past the limit. I've, I've done the maximum. So what I've been doing to counteract that is I release their episode within one or two days of the recording on YouTube as a static image post just to get it out there. It's not my favorite way of doing it, but I get it out there and it's shareable. 
And what I do is I treat YouTube as a glorified Google Drive where I can back up my files with an image and leave it on YouTube. So if anything ever happens to my computer, I still have access to all of my finished, completed podcast episodes. They just live on YouTube. And if you want to find them and listen to them, great, they're there. But what I tell my audience on the audio apps is, listen, we're at episode 101. If you want to hear today's episode that I recorded with Laura or Jesse, go over to YouTube and you can hear the most current episode before anybody else will ever hear it on an Audible app like Google or Apple or whatever. And you can head over there and jump the line. And I've seen my my listens and the length of my listens, even though they're static image posts, I see people listening to the end of my episodes on YouTube. And it's really working out well. So that's kind of how I get around my limit to how many episodes I get up there. And what are you using as your uh, uh, hosting uh, application or platform? So three, four of them are on Anchor. And I know people kind of go, eh, with Anchor. The nice thing about Anchor is they don't have a limit to how many I can upload every month. It is free. And again, I'm doing all this on my own dime. I'm not, I'm not monetized. I'm not making any money. I'm doing this all myself. So for just the sheer, um, reality of cost, I'm using four of my podcasts are on Anchor. And then I, or I do my own submissions to all the RSS feeds. I don't let Anchor do that for me. I do it myself. So I have control over that, which is, uh, a concern many people have with Anchor. And then three of them are on Buzzsprout, like Jesse was talking about. So, and then those have the limits to my monthly uploads. So yes, I've an ultimate. So, so Dave, I mean, this was quite, this was quite, um, ambitious. And, and it sounds like you've got a system down and you tweaked it over a course of time and then you kind of figured it out. Yeah, it's taken a lot of learning. I've, I've experienced some technical issues with platforms like Zoom and Slide. Um, I've had a troubleshoot with some of those things. I've had um, episodes where only my guest was recorded and not me, where I had to then recreate my interview like 10 seconds after we finished because none of my side was recorded. We don't know why. So there's been a lot of interesting things that have happened. But for me, um kind of figured it out. Yeah, it's taken a lot of learning. I've, I've experienced some technical issues with platforms like Zoom and Hide. Um, I've had a troubleshoot with some of those things. I've had um, episodes where only my guest was recorded and not me, where I had to then recreate my interview like 10 seconds after we finished because none of my side was recorded. We don't know why. So there's been a lot of interesting things that have happened. But for me... Um, I love to throw in and bake in some, again, music side of me. Um, I like to bake in some sounds and things to make my podcast a little different than some of just the talking versions of podcasts. So I like to throw little Easter eggs and things in there as well. And I hear back from, from people listening that they seem to enjoy that. And I think one of the biggest things that really excited me and, and really put gas in my tank, Laura, was I had a gentleman in Brazil, his name is Paulo, reached out to me about my How to Podcast series, and that is a podcast where I just jump on when anything pops into my into my day, and I just do quick updates and little things to help new podcasters. And then I also do 
co-hosted podcast episodes on the How to Podcast series. They're not interviews, but they're actually co-hosted where I bring another podcaster on, and we just trade battle stories and suggestions back and forth. Paulo in Brazil sent me a voice message through my SpeakPipe app on my on my website where you can record voice messages. And he said in his message to me, this is Paolo in Brazil, because of your podcast, I'm now going to create a podcast to help students in Brazil learn English. Thank you for making your podcast. And I listened to it 10 times, Laura. And I'm just like, this is a real person reaching out and saying thank you. And we create these podcasts in a vacuum. We don't know if anyone's listening at all. We put our heart and our effort into it. And when you get that message back, I tell you, it just, I was, I was shell shocked because it actually happened. Somebody took time to say thank you. And it really kind of really helps. So I love it. Yeah. I think it's a great way to reach out to people around the world. And it sounds like you've certainly made a, a ripple impact, right? You know, now folks are reaching out from Brazil. You've, probably have folks reaching out about the Santa thing, and I'm sure that's going to take off and, and be a big hit as well. Now, you say you use Anchor for several of your podcasts. Do, do you Are you okay with the, the size of the file and the quality it produces? Because I've heard that, you know, using Anchor versus another platform like Podbean or Buzzsprout, they produce different types of files. And I, I think some podcasters like to have the higher quality files. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's one thing I really struggle with, Laura, to be honest. Um, I would love to have all of my podcasts on a paid platform, a Libsyn, a Buzzsprout, whatever. I would love to do that. It just comes down to when you have this many podcasts that you really need to be careful um, with with how you want to spend money. Again, I'm not monetized. And I have no commercials in my podcast for my listeners. So what I'm basically doing is creating my own podcast network without me realizing it, where all of my podcasts kind of live together. And then I can promote each podcast on each podcast. And kind of once somebody comes into my orbit, into one of my podcasts, they might find something like the Santa podcast when they're listening to my dad's face podcast and go, Oh yeah, I'm into that too. So it just naturally, it's like a big snowball. Again, going to Santa again, a big snowball rolling down the hill. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And maybe one day I will switch and you can always switch and take your library through a place like Anchor and move it to a paid plan. And I think that would be my goal down the road, but I don't want to sit and wait on these ideas till the money shows up. And I don't want to put myself behind financially when I have this creative desire to reach out and do these podcasts. I don't want money to be the thing that says, nope, great idea, can't do it. So I try to use leverage what's in front of me, use what I can, despite its limitations. And despite some people don't like, I'm using it for my sake and for what works for me until I can get to the place where I can monetize or have a way of paying to move my podcasts somewhere else i just don't want to wait that long so do you prioritize like uh your podcast like there's a, a podcast you'll definitely put on to the paid platform and then the others you do on anchor um yeah so my first three which would be the upcycle canada podcast living my side hustle and living the next chapter all three of those are my very first podcast and all three of those are on a paid hosting site 
So that's where I started. And then I got to the point where I'm like, I have more ideas than I have money. So I need to keep going. And like I said, eventually maybe I'll move those to something paid. But um, I, again, I don't want to wait until the money shows up before I move forward with my next next idea. I really like that. You're you're finding a way to get over the barrier of money and time, and you're just really about making it happen. And I think a lot of folks kind of stop with a barrier of time and money, and they just they just find that it's not something they can do right now, or you know, it, it becomes a barrier. To be honest, um, so. Did you find that when you first started out, you kind of hit that barrier and then you just kind of pushed through? Or how did you get through that to get to where you are today? So somebody told me a long time ago, like when I was like in my early 20s, they met me and they're like, and I didn't really know this person very well, but they said to me, can I can I say something about what I see in you? And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. They said, you have what I would call a pioneer spirit. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? And they said, you just seem to have a way of creating something out of nothing, going where there's nothing and making something of it. Don't ever give that up and never stop. And I kind of put that in the back of my mind, Laura. I'm like, I don't, I don't really know what that meant at the time. When you're in your 20s, you, you have no idea what's going on. But that's what they said to me, and it's happened to me so many times. And I will, I will wake up from my night shift at like 9 p.m and get myself out of bed and try to collect myself to get ready to go to work for 11. And before I get out of bed, I will have this download of ideas. And it just comes in this late. And the, the frustrating part is, it's all complete. It's from A to Z. Everything's done. Here are the steps. Go execute. And I wake up and I'm like, oh, that's no fun. Like, I don't have the, create, the creative time of exploring an idea. I just have a list of things to do. And I don't know where this download comes from, Laura, but I just take it and say, okay, well, let's create this daily Santa podcast. Let's just do it. All right. All right. Let me write this as fast as I can. And let's just go. And as soon as I get that one thing done, it's like, I feel like I can rest now. Oh, good. That's out of my system. The daily Santa podcast is done. And then, and then tomorrow it'll be like, okay, tap, tap, tap on the shoulder. You ready for the next one? And my wife just rolls her eyes like, do you have an end in sight? And I don't know what that end in sight is. And the beauty is, if I can inspire somebody to say, I can do this. I can create a podcast. But this crazy guy, Dave's got way too much, way too many podcasts. If he can do this, then I can do this. And if my creativity helps spark somebody to start, then, and like Paolo in Brazil, if my creativity can help Paolo to create his podcast and change somebody's life, worth more than a, any kind of monetization from selling a mattress on my podcast. Yeah, I, I, and, you know, inspiration, it sounds like that's the rocket fuel, that's your why. You know what I mean? Like, that is kind of what fuels you to move ahead. Is that part of what helps give you the energy to do what you do? That and just creativity. I don't Again, being a musician, you're creating sounds that don't exist, putting together in an order and sending them out into the world. And people are like, I love this song. Like, it didn't exist before. And that's kind of what I do is I take the musical side of my creative brain and how it works and then apply it to 
starting a business, starting podcasts, helping other people. It just seems to be this thing that I can draw from that just I've had since I was 10 years old. And it's fun to see how creativity can spark others and, and like a flame, like again, it grows when people see it and start sharing it. Yeah, I think, you know, your background as a musician, right? You, your background as a musician, I think, gives you an advantage, right? You, you started with that one instrument and, and I don't know your musical capabilities, but, but some people can play a number of instruments and then produce their own song. I think, uh, Prince did that with his 1979 album, right? Where he yeah. played all the instruments yeah. and then, you know, layered the sound. So you're, you're starting off at the inception. You write down the song. You troubleshoot it, you play it, and then you basically are the creator from end to end. And in a sense, you have to do that in podcasting. So this is an observation here, but being a musician, in my opinion, really has given you the end to end capability to create your own content for the podcast episode and the podcast itself and then produce it from cradle to grave. Yeah. Exactly. And like that's for me, I play five instruments. Um, and one thing I do on guitar is I have a little pedal called a loop pedal and I record myself and layer tracks upon tracks upon tracks live in front of somebody and they hear the song being created in front of them. So I can play different parts and it plays in a loop in behind me as I record these different tracks. And I could have five to ten different tracks going on at the same time, but to create that, you have to know what the song sounds like when it's complete so that you can deconstruct it back to the beginning and then create one loop and then the next loop and the next loop. And that's kind of how I approach music is I can do that live in front of people, but then I can take that same process of knowing what a good song sounds like when it's done and just deconstructing it. I can do that with podcasting, what a good podcast sounds like, and then deconstruct it back to the beginning and then start adding the layers one at a time until it gets to this point where I feel like it's it's almost something I'm proud of that I would send it into the world. Yeah, and I, you also mentioned the one podcast that's like a, a kind of like a radio show where you where you add in the music. Now, is that your own original music, or do you have like a rotation of artists that you work with? Uh, that one started out just like if you and I, Laura, were at work one day and you said, Hey, Dave, I just heard this great new song by this artist. Have you heard this song? And I would probably say, No, I haven't. But you're like, Well, you should add this one to your playlist. I'm like, Okay. And I love Spotify for music. I have a paid membership because I, the music side, again, going back before I had a podcast, I listened to a lot of music on Spotify. So when Spotify bought Anchor, they created a way for us to actually get around the copyright issues of having full-length songs within your podcast. So I brought the audio full-length songs into my podcast. So what I do is I welcome everyone to the podcast, I intro the first song, I then play the full song within the podcast, come back, intro the second song, play the full song, and then close. And then I started reaching out to artists and saying, hey, you're on Spotify. Do you want to come on my podcast and talk about your music? And they come on and we have this great chat. We get to talk. And the other part too is through Anchor now, Anchor allows me to do video podcasting that's available through Spotify. 
So you can actually watch a video podcast on Spotify. The only other alternative to that would be YouTube. So that's another muscle, another thing that I can try and play with that I can't do on any other app or platform. The only downside to having my Add to My Playlist podcast on Spotify is if you listen on Google or Apple, you won't find my podcast because the music is baked into my episodes. So I create a second version of every episode without the music. And where the song would be, I put a commercial for one of my podcasts. And I say, listen, thank you for being a part of the Add to My Playlist podcast here on Apple. I know you can't hear this song, but I really wanted to share the podcast with you. Come on over to Spotify if you're interested. Check it out. You can hear the whole song. But otherwise, here's a link to the YouTube version of the song. Here's a commercial from my other podcast. Thanks for being part of the Add to My Playlist podcast. So that's kind of how I get around it. So my podcast is not limited to just Spotify. That is that is actually very thorough. You know, I mean, that the fact that you would go to the trouble with your other podcasts and, and then loop in that commercial, that little sound bite to reference the audience to your Spotify version. And so that kind of uh, goes into the strategy of why you would put it out on the RSS feeds yourself manually so that you can have that control over those episodes. I mean, that's really impressive and very organized. Yeah, and that's by listening to a lot of amazing podcasters out there who have worn, worn creators about maybe some of the ways Anchor does what they do. So by listening to people that are way down the road from me, who have been doing this for 15, 16 years, I listen to them and learn from them so that I can do better on my end. So I'm consuming a lot of podcasts about podcasting so that I can I can be creative and maybe jump the line a little bit and learn faster and implement faster by leveraging their their shared knowledge. There's a lot of great podcasts out there that really help new podcasters like myself, because I've only been doing this for just over a year, how to how to leverage and build this audience. So in one year where I have over 280 episodes, over six podcasts. And now with the Daily Santa podcast, that's going to be 25 episodes that are going out just in December alone. And then after Christmas, it stops. And then it'll just live there. And then maybe Christmas in July, I might come back and do some stuff. Or here and there, I'll just kind of jump in and do little things to keep it alive. But I don't expect this podcast to have any listens on January 2nd. Really. And I expect November of 2023, people will find it again, and I'll start promoting it again, and it'll just live there as this short-run podcast. Because not every podcast has to last forever. You can do seasons, you can do short-run podcast episodes. So I have a clear ending date, and that's December 25th. So it's, it's kind of nice to know that I just have to make 25 episodes and then done. Well, that's true, and you can always resurrect it, you know, in the following year if you want. Um, but it, it, it will go out there on the, you know, on the internet and it will live and, and any parent can revive it with their child every Christmas if they wanted, you know what I mean? Um, and they could kind of build up that story and just say, Oh, Hey, Santa, you know, did a podcast and wanted to talk about his experience, you know, prepping for Christmas. You know what I mean? I just, it just seems really cute. And, uh, 
I can't wait to dig into that. So we might be your first listeners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that comes out. Yeah, so it'll be out December 1st. But the one thing for me, I'm trying, I'm sitting here today, Laura, going, what the heck am I going to call this elf? Because we all know all the different elf names we've heard in movies. And I'm like, well, social media is all about selfies and taking a picture of yourself. What if there was an elf called Selfie? Yeah, that makes sense, right? It's got elf right in it. So Selfie. So he's my, he's my main character. And then, like I said, I have a voiceover guy and his name is going to be Twinkle. And he's just, because it's, you can tell it's an, it's an, it's a computer based voice that I just use a text to speech, um, program on, online. It's free. Whatever I type, he says. And so then I just record him saying whatever I need him to say. And then I have Santa sound effects of Santa laughing and ho ho hoing and all that in the background. And, uh, it's just like this, it's like this magical podcast that feels like a movie for your ears. That's kind of what I'm trying to do. Well, that, that could really take off and, and you could, you could really be starting something new here. Who knows? But, um, uh, so you use Audacity. Is that, is that kind of like your editing platform? And it, would you recommend that over other platforms for folks to use? It, it takes a little bit to learn. Like again, I've been doing this for a long time, but it, it is pretty intuitive once you figure it all out and you can do classes online. They have, uh, Audacity has its own YouTube channel and they teach you. And again, it's a free platform. It doesn't cost you anything. It works on Apple. It works on Windows. Um, it's super, super amazing to use. And so I can throw in my music beds underneath my voice and intros and outros. And so this, this episode of the Daily Santa podcast, I just did my trailer. There's probably 25 tracks all baked into this where I have this kind of coming in and this sound over top of that sound. And it's, for me, it makes sense because I can see it like a puzzle. But when you listen to it, like it, it, the music moves from your left ear to your right ear and then it's in the center of your head. All this kind of stuff happens in the background and it just gives you a really cool experience. Um, I use, so I use Audacity for audio and then I use a video platform called OpenShot. O-P-E-N-S-H-O-T, open shot. It's free as well. And then I do all my video versions of my podcast through open shot. So I don't pay for any of these resources and they're all online for free. Anyone can download them. You just have to do the learning curve of figuring them out. But instead of hiring somebody right now, then I don't have the money to hire. I just do it all myself. And what it's doing is allowing me to learn the skills to help somebody else. And I had somebody on my Living the Next Chapter podcast comes back to me six months after our interview and said, Dave, I want to start a podcast. Can you be my editor? And I'm like, oh, you even think about doing that. So my guests are reaching out back to me now saying, can you help me with some of the technical side of what I'm doing? And all they want me to do is the editing. They're going to handle everything else. That's simple for me. I can do that no problem. So because I'm doing it every, every day, basically. So it opens the doors for things, Laura, that I never thought of when I hit record for the first time. Yeah, it's almost like you're setting yourself up to be like a, a podcasting platform agency, right? You know, you've podcasted enough now, you've showcased your abilities to edit, and people are now reaching back for that help, and they, they may be willing to pay a fee for that service. Yeah, which would then be able to allow me to put money back into the business and into podcasting. 
And so the, the one thing, Laura, I always have in the back of my mind, and I tell people this, is there's three people that I need in my life. There's somebody that I need to look up to or look towards who's further down the road from me. I have a great list of people in the podcast space, for example, or musicians. They're, they just do things really well, and I want to work my way towards them. So that's number one, somebody ahead of me. And then I try to find somebody next to me who's doing something similar. But we can partner up together and have each other's backs and support each other. And that's my that's my podcast community. We're all kind of in the same boat. But then I also have one, a third person is the person that might look up to me. So like Paolo in Brazil. And I don't forget about that third person. And I try to do my best to bring them up to where I'm with all my other people around me. So I look towards somebody. I look to my left or right to who's next to me. And I always remember the person behind me and how I can serve them as well. And having that kind of attitude, I think, helps create community and being on Clubhouse, talking to you, sharing this story and this journey with people is the way to inspire people to just start. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. For sure, and I, I really appreciate you taking the time to join to join me and, and others who will listen to the replay. So you, you've mentioned looking up to people that might be a little bit further along in the journey. So who has been your inspiration from a podcasting perspective that you feel as an expert that you look up to? So there's three podcasts that I listen to every week. Um, one is called Big Podcasts. One is called the Audacity Podcast, and the third one is the School of Podcasting. So all three of these, it's called Big Podcast, the Audacity to Podcast, and the School of Podcasting. These are the three that I listen to religiously. I'm with them. I've listened to every episode. Because again, at, at night, at work, and work five nights a week, you have eight hours per night. You have a lot of time to listen to podcasts. So I go through their entire history of all their podcasts and they've taught me so much and um, I think finding people again ahead of you who in inspire and encourage you there are other podcasts where they're they're not as encouraging they're kind of maybe talk down to new podcasters these three podcasts in particular really elevate and uh, promote new podcasters to start and that's kind of been my source of of uh, information and uh, affirmation that I'm on the right path well, that's very helpful. I'm sure people will find that very, uh, very useful and, and helpful. I'm sure Jesse will probably come back and listen as well. Um, you know, he kind of debuted this one idea to me was, you know, doing like one minute or five minute podcasts just to get started, just to get the habit rolling. What do you think about that? So my advice, actually, to just talk to a new podcaster this week and they, they're under this amazing stress that they feel like episode one has to be perfect, but they've never practiced before. So, Laura, if I, if I decided today that I'm going to become a, a baseball player, I've been watching from the stands for years. I know the game from the seats, but I've never been on the field. I've never swung a bat at a 100-mile-an-hour pitch. I've never run the bases or hit a home run. But... Sitting in the stands, I'm like, I could do this. That doesn't look that hard. I could podcast. It's getting that hard. And I just decide to climb over the fence and grab a bat, step up to the plate, and take a swing. Pretty well sure I'm not going to hit a home run. 
on my first swing ever. And a lot of podcasters put themselves under a lot of stress that their first episode has to be perfect. And they've never, ever done a podcast before. They've never been on a microphone. They've never hit record. They've never interviewed anybody. And they put themselves under this immense stress to be perfect. I would suggest, again, leverage Anchor and the fact that it's free. Create a, a podcast where you just play for two or three months. And if somebody listens, okay, but I'm just practicing. And it could be the Laura podcast. And all you do is get on and read the newspaper every day. Get used to being on the microphone. And then you listen back to it and go, oh, I say um a lot. Or I say y'all. Hey, y'all. I say that a lot. Like, way more than I thought I did. And you listen to yourself over a period of a few months, practicing, before you even say to everybody, I've got a podcast. Go listen to my podcast. I've been podcasting for three months before I hit record on my very first episode of my real podcast. So I would tell people just to go on and practice and play. Use the platform for what it is, that it's a free thing, and then just delete the episode later if you don't want people to listen to it. But they will go out into the world. You will be able to listen to yourself and go, I'm pretty good at this, or I need a lot of work. And don't think that you can just step over the fence and walk up to the plate and become a podcaster because you think you can. I would tell you to practice before you even start and use Anchor as a free way of doing it. Yeah, I like that approach. Now, unfortunately, I have to go to a, another commitment here in about five to eight minutes. But what are, what would you like to leave our audience with um, in terms of getting the basics down? Uh, you gave some very good advice there. You know, get the Anchor app, start playing, read the newspaper, just, just get used to hearing your voice. But what's something else that you'd like to leave our audience with uh, today? I think a podcast can be great for any coaches, an author, Anybody that has their subject matter experts, a business, whatever that is, this can be your evergreen business card that people can access. They can know, like, and trust you because they hear your voice and they will walk into your world already ready to purchase your item or buy your book or listen to your song because they know you. You've been with them for X number of podcast episodes, and they feel like your friends. You feel like that when you see somebody on stage as a musician, you see an actor in a movie, you're like, I've seen every single episode of your television show. I feel like I know you. They've never met you in their entire life, but you feel a connection with them because you've invested time with them. So your audience is listening. And if you can leverage a podcast to grow your community and to give back, I think it becomes a, a, a platform that opens doors for you to reach more people than if you don't have a podcast. So I don't want anybody to think, as they listen to us talk, Laura, that I'm bragging with seven podcasts. I'm not, I'm, I hope that people will think that. I think I just want people to, to know that being creative is something that takes time to develop. You need to practice. You need to put effort into it. And if you do that, good things can happen. But the only way that you'll never be successful in podcasting is to never start. Starting a podcast is the best way to grow a podcast. And if you don't start, if you never hit record, 
you never get past the idea, you'll never know who you can touch. And that's my, that's my goal. Yeah, I really like that. And I'm sure you've touched a lot of people. I mean, this one connection you made in Brazil is pretty impactful. And, and I think that person will reach out and touch many other people. And I, I like this where you just start, get the, get the word out and start reaching out to people and making connections. Yeah. And you, you reaching out, Maura, and us having this conversation, that is, you just filled my tank for the week. So thank you for making time for me, and thank you for the conversation. And if we ever have the chance to talk again, if you ever want to come on a podcast, Laura, I would love to have you as a guest. But thank you for making space for us to have this conversation. Oh, yeah, I would certainly love to be your podcast guest. I've done it a couple of times now. It is a lot of fun. So uh, thank you again for joining us. Uh, Thank you for joining me with Dave uh, Campbell, who... Uh, runs and owns a company called Upcycle. He has um, seven podcasts. He will be debuting a new Santa podcast on December 1st. And Dave, Dave, why don't you uh, share your uh, social media handle that uh, kind of catalogs all of your podcasts and your website so folks can find you. Yeah, thank you, Laura. The best way is truemediasolutions.ca. .ca is a Canadian website. TrueMediaSolutions.ca has links to all of the podcasts, and we'll have the Daily Santa podcast in a few moments. But head over there, and you find clickable links to all of our social media, all of the podcast websites, everything. TrueMediaSolutions.ca is we find there. Great, thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining me today, and I hope our audience will uh, search you out and enjoy your podcasts. Thank Sounds you. Thanks, Mark. Bye. So that was our discussion around podcasting. Thank you for listening. And I, I hope that there's something in there that helps you as a podcaster. If you have any questions or you ever want to talk as well, um, just like Laura and I did, reach out through truemediasolutions.ca. And I'd love to chat with you there. You can find links to all of our podcasts. Everything's there in one spot. truemediasolutions.ca. See you over there. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Dave from the podcast. Thank you for listening to the How to Podcast series. We have a new website, easy to find, howtopodcast.ca, not .com, .ca. I'm in Canada, so .ca. Howtopodcast.ca is how to find us. How easy is that, right? How did I get that domain? Oh, how to podcast how to podcast.ca link in the show note below this is just a quick little thing to let you know hey the website's being worked on it's active you can go there now how to podcast.ca i would love for you to come over there it's not the dot com somebody already had that i have the dot ca because i live in canada Ta-da! so how to podcast.ca i'll see you over there thank you for being part of the podcast Make sure you subscribe, like, follow, and do all the things we ask you to do. Catch you on the next one.